TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates the class of 2024, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Here was C.J. Stroud earlier this week talking about his trust between him and D'Amico and what he wants to accomplish here in Houston. I really appreciate him for the trust because um, that's one thing, like in football, that's probably the main thing that you need is trust. You know what I'm saying? And I appreciate him for trusting me and uh, uh, he knows that I trust him tremendously. Tr- tremendously, Any decision he makes, like I know that it's at the, the forefront of what's best for the team um, and uh, I'm excited to build with him, man. I think it's going to be a great great um, dynasty hopefully we build. And um, I'm excited for that. So I got thinking about this yesterday, Seth. You know I got very excited when CJ dropped the D word right there, dynasty. Yeah. Started thinking to myself, I'm like, okay. Dynasty, as they say in England. Yeah, dynasty. (laughs) That's the Game of Thrones version of it. A dynasty. Um, You you know, the Texans finally have some young guys on this team where you go, okay, we want that guy around for a long time. We want that guy around. You know, there's there's a good handful that you hope are here for a while. Um, and, And I think maybe for the first time, since Nick Casario got here, you know, you're starting to have to look more than just next year down the road for like how you're kind of planning things a little bit, like how you're, you know, like like there are going to be some big salaries that get doled out here. Like so far, the biggest one that's been doled out is Laramie Tunsil's second contract extension. There's going to be some contracts coming in the next couple of years that dwarf that contract. And I, I started thinking like, okay, who are the guys they're probably like semi planning for right now, even though you're two or three years from having to, having to pay them. And it's funny because the only three names I wrote down that I think for sure, like if you had asked me, like gun to my head, will this guy get a market level contract, provided they're healthy, a market level contract for his position, I think there's three guys that I would for sure say yes to. And it's CJ Stroud, obviously. It's Will Anderson. And it's Derek Stingley Jr. And ironically... After I had written those names down and after I jotted a few more names down as possibilities that we'll get to here in a second, out comes the graphic from the team showing who the opponents are going to be next year. From the Texans, the 2024 Houston Texan opponents, and it lists their eight home opponents, nine away opponents, and it is a fun schedule. Let me tell you that right now. It's a hard schedule, but a fun one. The three players on that graphic, Seth, from left to right, Will Anderson, C.J. Stroud, Derek Stingley Jr. Oh yeah, yeah. The you know I'm big in I'm big in uh, tea leaves via graphics from the team. Um, uh, yeah. Now, having said that, who was that? Well, I mean, <laughs> there. I think it's more it's more notable when somebody is omitted, I guess, than when somebody's added. There have been times where guys who are on the graphic end up being marginal players or or released. Yeah. But if they're not, if somebody notable is not on the graphic. Then you're kind of like, oh wow, something's going on here. Well, Dwayne Brown wasn't on the graphic that on the well, season tickets that one year, right? Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. And they're like, oh, okay, this is notable. Um, <laughs> There's ten games. He's definitely yeah. one of their ten best players. Yeah. Well, Will Anderson and C.J. Stroud, uh, you don't, 
I mean, you have to worry about it and you have to think about it, but not for another couple of years. Yeah. Um, but you got to start making space for them yeah. if they do end up being those guys. Derek Stingley is the interesting one because that's coming up right quick. And he's in, in his a lot third year, he's in a, he's eligible for an extension after next season. After next season, yeah. right? So it's I and with him, I think it like as it has always been, it's about health. And if he stays healthy for an entire season, then all of a sudden, okay, that's that's a guy that man, I'd love to pay. I man, even then, even when they let up, he let up that uh, that touchdown to likely. Was it likely? Yeah, caught it behind him. Yep. Like that was that was a really good throw by Lamar Jackson to likely where it was behind them. And I got a still shot of that where Stingley is doing his body control thing where backwards. it looks like he can go all Matrix. It's more like it's not yeah. Matrix as much as like one of those like super high art Asian kung fu movies. Um, but like it, it, it was impossible for him to make that play. Um, I, yeah, that's uh, I feel better and better and better about him all the time. When I earlier in the season, I was very... Very skeptical just because he'd been banged up and injured so much for so many years. Now that I've seen a stretch of play out of him where he's been healthy and he's been fully indoctrinated into this defense, man, um, it's really good stuff. It's fun. Among the young guys who are still on rookie deals like Nico Collins, this is an offseason to keep an eye on what they do with Nico because he's eligible now for an extension. And I think of the younger guys. He's eligible this year for an extension. This year, yeah, this offseason. Yeah. They could extend him this offseason if they want to. If they want to now, if they don't, he's got another year of his rookie deal, and they could franchise tag him in a year. I mean, that's that's available to them. I think the other guys, Tank Dell. I know he's only had one rookie year that got truncated by a broken leg, but boy, I got to imagine that's somebody that early on here in his career, you're looking at going, boy, that guy's a weapon. Christian Harris made big strides this year. He's two years in. Um, Jalen Petrie, I think the team thinks very highly of him, but he just didn't have a good season this year. That's. You know, I th- I, if you had asked me before the season, like, is Jalen Petrie a guy you see being a second contract guy with the Texans? I probably would have said, yeah. I don't think I would have emphatically said, yeah, because I think his rookie year was a little deceiving with the big tackle numbers and, you know. The- right, right. Yeah, Jalen Petrie is actually, Jalen Petrie is going to have to compete for a job next year, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's, um, which is good. I mean, everybody should be competing for a job every year, but he very much, uh, I think, I think there's and, and I think part of it too is they're going to figure out exactly maybe how to use him. And and I've said before like I don't know if he's he's very very smart, you know, but I don't know if he's got this the mentality of a free safety. I just he might need to be somebody who's more involved in like up close action all the time, which is difficult because he's not the size of a box safety. So he can do a lot of like he can he can play the slot he can be up and be in the box, but I think um, a lot of it in the off season for him is maybe going to have to be kind of a a meeting of the minds with him and D'Amico and Matt Burke and really just understanding all right what do I need to do to be the player you want me to be and where do I need to change and this is where D'Amico is good with things like this. Um, I think wh- where do I need to change my mindset? Like he's got to figure out a way to go from being the kind of conservative free safety, deep center field type of guy sometimes, but then also when is it okay to be super aggressive? Mm-hmm. And like it's it's just a matter of picking your battles and knowing when you can take chances and a lot of that it, it's it's more of a mindset and it's more of an understanding some uh, of of some of the strategy behind it. And maybe this offseason they'll be able to do it. Let me read you a tweet from Chris Sims. Um 
says this. This is on the Monday. Quarterback? The quarterback? The former quarterback who's now a uh, hot taker with Mike Florio. I like Chris Sims. He's pretty bullish on a lot of these, te- these he, young Texans. He, he is. One in particular yeah. that I want to read the tweet to you and get your reaction to it. Um, he tweeted this around lunchtime on Monday. He said, we know the Texans have studs in C.J. Stroud and Will Anderson. They also might have Fred Warner Jr. at linebacker. Christian Harris is all over the field. Yeah. Where are you on? Christian I've, Harris uh, as the new Fred Warner. I'm for it. Yeah, that's where <laughs> I am. <laughs> I'm in favor of it. It's funny. After the Texans game, the 49ers game was on after the Texans game. So, you know, you're watching that, and all I'm thinking about, I'm watching Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw, yeah. and Fred Warner especially. Um, look, Fred Warner had the benefit of having D'Amico as his coach right from his rookie year, right from the get-go. D'Amico was the first-time linebackers coach as Fred Warner was a rookie in the NFL and Fred Warner had the benefit of kind of learning the basics of the NFL while also learning everything that D'Amico's been able to teach him about reading tendencies and everything. And I went in and uh, I watched a lot of Fred Warner both on the field and also interviews mm-hmm. last offseason. And, and it's really uh, – it's like, like any linebacker. The off-ball linebackers that are really good tend to be really smart. And he just – he was taught by D'Amico exactly how to read defenses, exactly how to look for tendencies. Um, a lot of it is really understanding understanding that offenses really only do so many things. And it's been like this for decades. Other than they add a pistol here, you, you start going to three wide receivers more there. But for the most part, they're still doing different things. They're just getting to it different ways. And you have this base level understanding of, as a linebacker especially, because you can see everything, of what the offense is trying to do. And like Fred Warner has got a, you know, he's got a PhD in that stuff right now. Athletically, I don't know if Christian Harris is any different than Fred Warner. It really is all about the anticipation, the reading of tells, the diagnosis, all that stuff that, that really Christian Harris has just gotten started on. And that's where it's exciting to think about now that he knows, now he knows what he doesn't know. Because he started to get it. He's at the 100 level, you know. But he sees that, oh, wow, there's a 400 level to this stuff. And that's where I think next year with Christian Harris spending all offseason having kind of had his eyes opened to what it can be like when you start getting answers to the test, when you start getting the cheat code, he could end up being really, really good next year. Yeah, I feel like the impression we have of Christian Harris right now is what we all thought it might be of Jalen Petrie coming out of his second year. You know what I mean? Yeah, Where Petrie yeah. looked to be an ascending player. And Christian Harris, quite honestly, even into early this season, looked like he was swimming a little bit. You know? Yeah. Like, he, yeah. he he looked a little overwhelmed. Well, and he does. I, I think that's probably hard for D'Amico to kind of, you know, he wants to pour all of his knowledge into Christian Harris, but you got to realize, like, okay, I got to, we got to do this piecemeal and take it one step at a time. Yeah. And, uh, and so there's probably a little give and take there in trying to figure out how much he can handle and, and, and whatnot. All right, heading into the 9 o'clock hour. Actually, we're going to be joined uh, momentarily, I believe, in the 9 o'clock hour by our friend Daniel Gotera, formerly KHOU, and now he's with the Harris County Houston Sports Authority. Countdown is six days to the Houston Sports Awards. How are you going to get to the Houston Sports Awards? How's the uh, progress going and getting ready for what's one of Houston's biggest events of the year? We'll find out next. Daniel Gotera jumps in studio with us for a few minutes. Stay there. Odyssey celebrates Father's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. clock at four. Donchich. 
The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.